guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm not really sure where to start with this one. No, I mean, especially as I started off seconds before I started recording, I was doing a very inappropriate accent that just sort of spoiled. And I went straight into, hello, everybody. It would have been less distracting if you had clothes on. Yeah, I mean, for the YouTube listeners, hey, yo. What up? Yeah. Check out this chiseled beast. So, right. It's been a couple of weeks since we talked about anything depressing, so uh, we thought it was time to get back into it. Back on the wagon. We were just too happy. Things were too... Things are going well, Joe. Too cheery. I don't like it. Things are going really well. Yeah, I'm not not a fan. Yeah. Let's get back to some depressing shit. And there's enough (laughs) of it. Jesus, there's enough of it. Yes, there is. Uh, So for anyone who's not been paying attention, there's been a few issues in the last couple of weeks. Uh, The biggest one was post the announcement of the mini-budget from the Conservatives, Jake. I know, my favourite thing about it was, and we'll get into this more of all the fallout from it and stuff, my favourite thing about it was it was a mini-budget. It wasn't even a budget. No. It was a mini-budget. It was literally like two or three measures to kind of set up for, you know, to try and put themselves in a position so when they do the budget, (laughs) you know, they've started laying the groundwork. And it was bad yeah it was bad it was really I mean, bad it all like to be honest it doesn't get any worse than that as like a and thanks to the legacy of boris there's yeah. no like sackable or resignable offense yeah. so for example crashing the pound to an all-time low yeah. and and breaking the economy so bad that the bank of england about to step in to intervene yeah the imf for God's sake, the International Monetary Fund have basically have, gone like, what the fuck have, is going have on? I've advised Cross and Quarting <laughs> to change immediately direction. Yeah. Now, just for the record out there, just for the kind of bit of context, the IMF do not advise G7 nations. Very often. Like, it just hardly ever happens. Yeah. So the fact that they've had to advise within like two days or something of the thing going off, it's like, but it's not good. The other side to that is the Bank of England, who, all right, it's not uncommon for them to intervene when things are going a bit crazy. But normally it's through a crisis like a war in Ukraine or a financial crisis of some kind, not a reaction to governmental decisions. That doesn't happen. This is pretty much one of the first times it's ever happened. And everything's fucked. I mean, like literally from what I've been hearing, the economy is essentially on a bit of a knife edge at the moment. Uh, Yeah, on the the very dangerous side of the knife, I would say, and slipping quickly. But like I don't get, like I'm uh, one of the ways of trying to be like why what what are they doing like what are they benefiting from like this doesn't get you reelected. No, I, I think they, I think they realised pretty quickly that they're not going to win the next election, and I think they just decided to make them and their mates as much money as possible as quickly but as they could. Doesn't it ruin the Tory reputation going forward? Like how that's can they gone. argue that's gone? And do you know what? In I think it's one of two things. I think on the one side that's gone. Yeah. But on the other side, I think it's, it's not one hundred percent. They though. know There's still people. They know the that loads of people will still go. Well, yeah, but Labour can't handle the economy. Yeah, and you think, like ignoring trust and that. Look at what's happened in the last few years. Like, yeah, these guys cannot handle the economy, and no. yet they're the ones that always have this reputation. So they know the reputation's safe in a way. I mean, I, guess. I, I think what the Damage real been s- done. slap in the face is really. We've had 12 years of Tory government and austerity and having everything cut, being told it's for a long-term benefit, so we're sacrificing for a long-term benefit. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, but we're going to save the rich people money, obviously. Yeah, and... Like, and we're not going to do it for The thing everyone. I found really insulting and, and laughable for the whole, like, last six years or whatever is... Yeah. It, you know, trust and that have just come and they've gone, 
well, we've actually only been in the you know we've we've only been in charge for a a week since. So like, bro, you were both cabinet members yep. for a long time. Like, Liz Truss, yep. I think, was in 2015. I think she was in Cameron's second. Yeah. Uh, in the start of his second time, I She's think she got herself a, a cabinet position. And I think you know, Quarting's been at least since. Oh God, I think it's like 2018, yeah, maybe Quarting 2017. Like, they've both been top. Government. They've been parts of governments. They've been high, high, higher profile politicians. They've been part of governments. Yeah. You cannot sit there and tell me that you're no. new to it. But then, to be honest, they couldn't have found anyone separate from any of it, could they? No. For, like to have anyone remotely high profile. They no, because all the ones stained by the previous. And like all the ones that are kind of even remotely decent, for want of a better term, which is you know, yeah. they none of them want anything to do with it. If you look at all the ones who are MPs, sort of going back 20 years yeah. rather than just 20 minutes um, like senior MPs for t- 20 years ago mm. none of them want anything to do with this lot No, they just don't want to touch them no. they, 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 they're perfectly happy being backbenchers because they don't want to be anywhere near the front no but what happens now or what happens next like what what do you think is going to happen like are the Tories going to do anything to try and rectify it are they going to have any chance of staying in they've got to do something to rectify it um, Will they though? Or she won't even make it to the next general election. Well, they've already got uh, letters, letters of, of resignation. No, conf- no confidence. Yeah, letters uh, no confidence. In. It's so bad. But surely, I can't. So even if they manage to get enough votes in to oust Truss, there's no way. Par- I don't think Parliament allows, or I don't know what happened. Like the Conservatives can't then form. But they will. A, but sh- I would but imagine at that point. The calls from, I'd like to think society in general would be no, like, well, like, and seriously. Look, decency would say at that point, we're going to hold a general election. Yeah. But, like I said, the legacy of Brexit and Johnson is, like, there's I, no such I thing. Just They'll just carry on the, the way it is. Of this. I get, like, you're making your rich mates richer. But yeah. How well does that actually, or the, is it just genuinely the Conservatives have got unlucky in the sense they've, or maybe not even unlucky by the values they hold in general. They attract greedy, self-interested people that they just all occupy the Conservative Party and that's created a system where all of them are fucking awful. I think if you look at the ideals of it, you know, um, sort of the, the Labour movement obviously being the Labour movement, looking mm. at the workers and the working right and the people right on the front lines and it's trying to make sure that they get as much as they can. So they do introduce a lot of, and I, I people always use the words handouts and stuff, but they yeah. do introduce a lot of, Schemes and beneficiaries to kind of help people on the socially bottom. minded help. Whereas conservatism is more about holding on to what you've got and making sure yeah. that this idea, and obviously this is where it plays into the whole confusion about this idea of I worked hard for this. It's like no, you just had this. You yeah. had a you had a huge leg up in getting that. You didn't work hard for it, but they think they worked hard for it. And this idea that if you've worked mm. hard something, you should be able to keep it and make the most of it. And the idea that everyone at the bottom end you can of the ladder, do both, but the people at the bottom of the ladder aren't where they are because they're dead where they are because they haven't worked hard enough because no. they haven't tried hard enough mm. and obviously you and I both know that that's it not, can be not, the case not quite true like I, I think the problem is with all of this when it gets like drilled down to identity identity politics that happens within those class structures as well so like you'll get working class people fighting over no- one another or like judging one another because you do have there will be people out there that do abuse benefit systems or don't want to work who or who are lazy but that's not all working it's, class it's people. very much minority you find those people in every class structure you'll find the ones that don't want to do anything and are lazy and, and also we're just a, get shit handed to them. you'll get that at upper class and working. we're at a point now where um 
there are more people than ever before who are claiming benefits who are actually in full-time employment. Yeah. Which is bad. Yeah, I mean, my sister actually asked me the other day, like, could I apply for benefits because I'm part-time? Um, and in theory, I could because my contract is a 12-hour contract, so it's under the threshold for what you could claim. But I get routinely given well above my contract. So I would have to stop doing the level of overtime I do to earn less to then get benefits. And I've not actually sat down to do the maths of what would be whether better. whether it's worth it. But I don't like the idea of doing that if I can work. Do you know what, if, do you know what no, I mean? No, I don't think you're alone. Like if the hours weren't there from work, then yeah, of course I would do it. Most people I know, and I think you know, that have ever been claiming benefits at any mm. point in their life want to work. I don't want to be on benefits. Obviously, like you said, those people do exist. Well, just before I got my new job last year, I I was literally about a week away from getting my first job seekers uh, payment, and I ended up not getting it. But (laughs) you wanted to work. But but yeah, so yeah, and 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 it's not something you want to do. You feel embarrassed, or you know, there's all sorts of things that go with it. But just to just to try and answer your question, that's why I think it attracts people. That what that's grown into the people who want to hold on to what they've got that then slowly grows into people who've got things mm. and then you're kind of in that haves and have-nots world yeah, and therefore you're the conservative party for the ones that have. As we've said before, you don't... By giving others more doesn't mean you have... No, do you know what I mean? But it's the ones just, that have want more. Yeah, That's but the problem the is, is we've shaped everything around capitalism and we copied the Americans when... I think it was... Was it Reagan who first introduced the term trickle-down economics? I feel like it was Reagan. I can tell you in all honesty. Of like this idea, if you put all the money at the top, they'll invest and the money will slowly trickle down to us. It's one of the most ridiculous. But what we've done is that can work if you don't then allow every no, no, that, big business no, to... The thing is, that can't work. It doesn't work. And there's a very good reason why it doesn't yeah. work. Because the, if you give people some money who've got money, mm. which is this idea that's happening, they've got nothing. They've, got, they've already got money. Yeah. They've, got no, they've got nothing to spend it on. No. Because they've got more money than they can spend in the most mm. part. Whereas you need to give it to the people at the bottom because not only do they spend it on things that they need to spend it on, yeah. i.e. They food, buy themselves luxuries. They get themselves they go and get themselves a new outfit. They yeah. go they start eating out, they start going to the cinema, they, they have start treating themselves. Income. And that is how the money gets pumped back into well, yeah, the economy. It, it, the it ones at the top, they have yeah. nothing to buy. They've got no reason to invest extra money. Yeah. They're investing the money they can. Mm. And they're saving the rest. Yeah, so they're already pumping what they can into the economy. Where the people at the bottom, they can pump more. I know, but the, the point there are various the studies problem, that have been absolutely dismissed and demolished, trickled down. Big industry and big company to deregulate and be able to hold that wealth instead of yeah, because what what I was going to say, the way it would work is in the sense of windfall taxing him when these industries have huge profits and they're not investing it, is that the government takes it and then invests it. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah, that's the way it would yeah. work for me. Um, but it doesn't currently work. Caps work, you know, the the obviously and, and tax brackets and we've just lifted a tax bracket, yeah. you know, we've just abolished. I mean, the tax I d- I just don't understand like the problem is it must just be self interest because I can't understand them thinking that would be even if it fiscally worked, it wouldn't do well in the optics. Do you know what I mean? And I think for me, I don't I don't know what you think, that is what swung because obviously Labour according to you govern now. 17 points in the lead in approvals compared to the Conservatives, which is the first time in years I think we've ha- even had Labour in the lead, let alone yeah, I think by these so polls far. Yeah, back to about 2005-ish. Yeah. The first time. Like, it's, it's been the a biggest lo- lead. Yeah, so, uh, but the thing is, that's not, I don't think that's through Labour being amazing necessarily. No, it's, it's just through the Conservatives, conservatives being fucking so up. Bad. And 
the, the, the you know the, the my favorite thing about this and like i said it's the legacy of brexit i keep using the term legacy mm. of brexit because it is the legacy of brexit for me the fact that you know all these people these brexiteers that so want brexit to be a six you know they're like brexit is a success in their head they can't have possibly been sold that big a lie therefore they look to blame everyone else why it's not they blame yeah. remainers for brexit's failings even yeah. though remainers were just All's saying actually <laughs> what happened if you do this x y and z is you'll pay the price of x mm. y and z and now they're paying the price of x y and z having done x y and z and they're looking at it going you just wanted it to fail yeah, it's your fault. You're not supporting it. You're you're not if believing you get behind it. It's like a religion. Almost, yeah, it's like if you it? get behind you're it, you're not really believing in God really enough. Work that's why everything's happen, going shit for you. It will work, but none yeah. of you lot want to get on board with it. And it's like, okay, so this is what I've heard from right wing publications and from <laughs> right wing economists and stuff. One, that um, the IMF and Bank of England aren't impartial and have become woke institutions. <laughs> yeah, and they're actively working against. Was that Frost? Um. Yeah, David Frost. Um, there's a few who have yeah. said it. I've got the names on my list. Andrew Lillikan, I think, is another one. Okay. An economist. Um, and yeah, so it's it's brilliant. They've, I've heard I've heard that they're woke institutions that they're working deliberately to fuck conservative plans up so that Labour win the next election. <laughs> and then I've also heard from the same circle of yeah, yeah. you know people and high-ranking people at that with with lots of pull and sway and platforms is that it's actually the reason the pound tanked because it was currently i think it's like it was like one pound one dollar six to the pound yeah when bear in mind at the height of blair's government it was over two dollars to the pound i remember that i was a kid when it was like that it was only a few years ago just around, oh, not to bring it all back to Brexit, but around the Brexit point, just before that, that it was about one forty-five, mm. one forty, and and then it's dropped all the way to one hundred six, which is a big marker that people are using to indicate how badly that budget went and the reaction to it. Yeah, and I've heard some people in the right wing saying that actually it didn't tank because Quarting put out a dodgy plan that was literally there to enable it? the rich and stifle the actual economy and actually limit growth. It was that it was in reaction to. Labour possibly coming in next, and it was a reaction to um, the fact that they'd have to deal with Starmer soon, and they were like, well, that's not going to go well. We better, you know, close the markets down to kind of keep an eye on that. And it's like, yeah, but the reason that Starmer would come in next, that you're thinking he's a shoe-in to come in next, is because you fucked it up somehow. So bad. So how have you fucked it up? Yeah. That'll be this. That'll be the thing that the IMF and the Bank of England are reacting to. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You can't win with them. No, you you can't can't win with them. It's always someone else's fault. Does that not show how much the right well the, a large portion of the media is in the conservative camp still yeah yeah um but yes it's so bad and you know what i just said this do you do you think i know what i think what's your views on um whether they should potentially go to prison for insider trading what's this trust and quoting why well, I've, I've not heard about this okay so in the days before, so the budget was on Friday, oh and I no, think Tuesday or Wednesday, Quasi Quirting, because obviously he came from a banking, the banking sector, like the only job he's ever had has been in banking yeah. and that. So he met with a bunch of hedge fund managers, and they all bet against the pound. And when the pound fell after the mini budget, they made Including millions. Including Liz Truss. Well, I don't know about... Li- I, I see, I'm a bit unfair labelling Liz Trust there. Yeah. Quarteng was the one that actually met with them. He actually went up, met in person with them. 
and basically said to them, short the pound. Now, we don't know what happened between those doors, but all we know is he went in uh, and between, between him... bankers just before doing that? Between him going into a building that. with them and announcing the plan on Friday, they all bet against the pound. They all shorted against the pound and then they made Doesn't millions of The thing is, it'd be d- I don't know how and easy by that the way, to prove that. On I the know same a lot day, of it looks scathing. But the, you know, you double that up with the fact that on the same day that, that he announced all these measurements which mm. tanked the pound and caused these people to ma- make millions, yeah. he lifted the cap on bankers' bonuses. Yes. It doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. I mean, uh, it would be very difficult to prove. Just I for think. legal, Matt, it's speculative. This yeah. is this I mean, allegation. It looks scathing, but I think on like a legal footing, I don't know how solid they'd have to have. I'd imagine they'd have to try and get those bankers to turn on Quasi. Yeah, legally, I don't know whether I pursue it, but I can. I if can, found guilty of it, of course. I can use this podcast um, to air my public opinion. No, absolutely. I think insider trading, 100%, has taken place. My issue with that is, though. I don't just want us to go after Hwasi Kwarteng. I want us to go after everyone who does oh, that. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Um, but I'm just in relation to the mini budget. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he is found guilty, of course, yeah, I think he should go to prison. And if also, he's guilty by the way, just to put in, I've just got to use these numbers, this this, this little maths I did here earlier, just to put into context of because basically the economy is fucked. Yes, like. The Bank of England are introducing. Banks will, have stopped will, offering mortgages. We'll cover it soon, I'm sure. <laughs> they've started. They've introduced quantitative easing, or a version of quantitative yeah. easing, and we'll get into that. We'll kind of explain that yeah. a little bit um, because I did look into it and I did want to yeah. brush off on guilts. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, yeah. like all those, all those terms and stuff. But Liz Trust was sworn. We should in. have had Dave or Tony on for this. I thought bit. about. I did think. Oh, about we should have got them to phone one. Um, I mean, we can always do it. I d- the only problem we is haven't played around with the tech. No, we've never tried Bluetooth on this before. Liz Truss was sworn in by the Queen on the 6th of September. The Queen died on the 8th when the country stopped until after her funeral. Um, the country opened back up on the 20th, the Tuesday, and on the right. 23rd, the day of the mini-budget, which is the Friday, Parliament then broke and has broken for the party conferences. So she's actually... Parliament has been open with Liz Truss as Prime Minister for, depending on how you want to look at it, whether you want to count the 6th when she was sworn in... What, like two days? For six six days, seven okay. if you want to include that few hours where she was sworn in on the sixth. Six days Parliament had been opened with her in charge, and look at what's happened. Yeah, the Queen died. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not great, is it? Like I said, I just keep coming back to I don't know, like what they're trying to achieve. Like I don't know what Liz Truss gains from what's happening right now. Do you know Money. What I mean? All the concern. Money. Well, she must be in some way. I'd love to know what that deal is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I said, and so the reaction to the, the thing budget is, it could go so badly for the Conservatives that Boris is the next leader of the Conservative Party. Do you know? What I know. <laughs> I just, I think Josh Widdicombe <laughs> said it on um, uh, last leg, where he said, "I don't want trust to to go because genuinely, he was like, look at it, right? Got rid of Cameron, May yeah. came in." Which weren't great. Got rid of May. God, could you imagine when May was Prime Minister? That we'd look back at her as a highlight. But but then we got rid of May and Johnson came in absolutely I mean genuinely (laughs) just set the bar so low. Then we got rid of Boris (laughs) doing that little dance. Yeah, naked, biff out. Then we got rid of Boris and Trust came in. It's like who's whoever comes in has got to be worse than that because so far they're all going in one direction. I would imagine the 
I mean, the Conservatives lose at the next general election. The thing is, as it stands now, I think Labour are in the best chance they've ever had of winning a general election They'll and actually forming their own government. Now. I have so much, just one of, it's in my mind, respect for Sakia Starmer for telling the SNP to fuck off, basically, in his speech. I thought that was good. Um, and no. they've agreed, Labour have agreed to... Um, and Labour are now finally... I don't know why it's but like setting out this is what we're going to do. Well, I was gonna, do I've got I mean? in my notes, like, it's nice to know a Labour that stand for something and what they stand for. Yeah. And also they've they've finally committed to... Um, I don't think they're 100% consistent. Proportional voting, representative voting system. They want, they've finally committed to getting rid of the first-past-the-post system. Oh, really? Yeah, in their conference this week. Okay. They all voted and they voted to... Oh, wow. So that'll commit, be part of commit their... To change in the oh, vote system, they basically keep the Tories out because they keep getting in with well, less, of the vote, less than half the chart, vote. There'll be more of a chance of less than half the country who vote for them are winning. Oh, by the way, the thing is that's quite clever from Labour because if you think about it, if that could cause the like downfall of the Conservatives and they're the party in charge when it happens, they're then it'd be very difficult to unseat. Yeah. So um, that's that's like my cynical brain working a little just, bit. Just sort of on the point of uh, voting people in, Liz Truss obviously got in with like eighty-one thousand votes or whatever. Yeah, it's ridiculous in a country of. But it was a small like. Yeah, it's it was a small close. portion. Yeah. But just so you know, in the mayoral election, yeah, when Count Bimface ran for mayor, how many did he get? Ninety-two thousand. Nice. So more people voted for Count Bimface, <laughs> Count Bimface to be mayor of London than voted for I the voted leader of this country. I think I was tempted. I, d- I mean, I can. I think I voted for I one of the YouTubers in the last one. Yeah, I'm fair enough. I think I voted. I mean, obviously, you get to split your vote in that one. You get to kind of. I was. I. Because to be honest, I was pretty sure Sadiq Khan was going to stay in, so I wasn't too concerned. Yeah, mayors. Mayors often London mayors anyway often get second terms. It's very rare that they get yeah. ousted after one. Yeah, I mean Ken Livingston. How that man got so many times, I have no idea. <laughs> Genuinely, he was sort of like when I grew up. I mean, looking back now, knowing who, like, the general opinion of who Ken Livingston is now, well, like, how, he had a good PR man. When I grew up, right, we had, the, we had the Queen, we had Tony Blair, we had Ken Livingston, and I genuinely thought that's just always how it is. Like, it, it, it will never change. But the thing is, if you look back to that time, it wasn't that bad. A great time. I mean, <laughs> if you park the Araxta, yeah, it was all right. If you, you know, and, yeah. and to, to kind of paraphrase um, Mark Littlewood here, who, who like I'm every get time to. I see Tony Blair, like he was at the Queen's funeral, I'm doing that look around, like I, I'm, I'm looking I at him and I'm gear. going, You love are possibly that. one of the most evil men on the planet, but the country did quite well under you, to be fair. Really <laughs> like and do you know who I think really was the solid rock in that, who I think got absolutely shunted and never got a fair chance because Gordon of the housing. Brown? Com- yeah, Gordon Brown. Yeah, to be honest, my opinion of him has gone up. In recent, I just didn't know enough back then to have any real interest. I just remember Tony Blair being in charge for a long time when I was a kid. Yeah, and if if you ever get a chance, the BBC did a thing on Blair and Brown. Okay, because uh, I know they had a, a whole thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good thing. But yeah, Gordon Brown, and obviously, if you look at what he's coming out and saying now, and he's not involved in politics anymore. Yeah, yeah. All the money he makes, he makes millions from public yeah. speaking, as all ex prime ministers do. Yeah, but he, but he don't, donates. He it donates all to like ninety five percent of it to charities. Think he covers his expenses. He literally or just kind of has enough. Yeah, yeah to li- and he lived comfortably. Don't get me wrong, but he d- yeah. literally just has enough to make sure he's all right. And yeah, covers his expenses mm. and like literally ninety five percent of his stuff he he gives away to yeah to charities. He really is Labour. a genuine. He, he believes he's in the working classes. Yeah. He believes in. But yeah, my God, man. Um, 
Yeah, Mark Littlewood, by the way. So th- these are two two quotes that I think uh, they think they're bigging it up. I think they're self-owned. You see what you make of it. So Andrew Lillico uh, said uh, he's a right-wing economist and supporter of the budget. He believes the budget is one of the best he's ever seen. <laughs> and he has said, and I genuinely believe that this is a cell phone. He thinks this is sort of a good thing. Yeah. He's He's been quoted as saying that he doesn't care about equality. <laughs> well, do you know what? I sort of respect that. He's being honest. Yeah. You know, he's but, not hiding but, but his what bias. what he doesn't do is big up the budget. <laughs> no. Um, and Mark Littlewood, which is a quite a famous clip, um, who's who's... There's a Liz Trustlink think tank called the Institute for Economic Affairs, yeah. um, or the IEA. Liz Trust is a big connected in a big way. She's made more appearances for them, yeah, than anyone. Um, so she's definitely got some links Why there. Why would anyone pay Liz Trust to do a speech? <laughs> Honestly, oh, do you know what? Be the, the last anyone, person on my the list. The fact that anyone wouldn't pay her. That I tell you who'd be at the disgrace. top of my list. I'll be in. Base. Wrong one. That is a disgrace. I actually went I to just, hit the blue just, one and can missed. Can you just do it again for your fuck up there? Because the way you handled the switchboard there... Do you know what it was? The board's slightly further away than it disgrace. usually is, so I hit the pink rather than the blue. Yeah, mate, whatever, whatever mistakes you make. Yeah, and just once more, just for good luck. That is a disgrace. I mean, if I'd have hit the wrong one that time, it would have been really embarrassing. If you want to Did redeem you yourself, want to talk about you should go to Beijing Rupert and open some pork market. The Rupert, is it Rupert Huck? Oh, Rupert Huck thing, yeah. And oh, just just quickly, I just want to say what the Mark Littlewood Sorry, yeah. said. He he came out and told Sky News in an interview, he said, and, I, and this is a quote, look, you're not going to like this package if you care more about the poor. <laughs> and again, he was there to support the bump. bump uh, yeah, yeah. They also don't know if they're going to raise inflation, uh, raise, they've also not committed to raising um, support, what do we call it, you know, Job seekers, that welfare. Inf- yeah, then they've not committed to Im- um, raising benefits and welfare in line with inflation. Universal credit, that sort of which thing. Which obviously, why would they? They don't care about the poor. No. But yeah, sorry, the Rupert Hock thing. Yeah. See, I f- I found. I mean, they've done the right thing because it was entirely a racist thing to say. But yeah. I've heard discussions, having watched like some black comedians, some people that are black and social common taters and stuff like that and them having yeah, conversations. Yeah, you've got black friends. I think you're more than no, entitled no, no, to weigh in on this. No, no, watching stuff on television. Like, there's a uh, TV show. I don't know if it's called Unfiltered, but it's a show uh, of... It's a panel of black people discussing race issues and things like that. And uh, they were talking about, like, the argument... There are arguments in black culture and about, like... So... Whether talk- something's whether something's empowering or whether it's actually working yeah, against so them, like they don't undermine like them. One one of the guys said he didn't mind a black person being right wing or conservative, but if they were actively doing stuff that went against sort of black as we culture when we were discussing Chloe Bedenoch and people. we sort of realised that actually she's working against yeah black people yeah and that, that's I and I don't know if that's what Rupert Huck was trying to say, but I've heard that discussion being had and I was just. I didn't know the context or... Can I tell you who I really love? I've seen him a few times on p- political talk shows and mm. he's blatantly there as uh, we're about to discuss race issues. We better get a black guy in. Dame otherwise it's, it's Dame Baptiste. I fucking I just love say, Dame Baptiste. Uh, uh, he's a very funny comedian. I, I really like his his sets and stuff. I really mm. enjoy him. But yeah, watching him on those panel shows because he, he 
does he, not hold back. No, he do, and you can tell most of the time he just, I don't want to, I fucking hate these people. Do you know what I mean? You can just yeah. see it radiating off him. He's like, why am I even having and he to will have literally this conversation? See, he, you can see his reaction to things when he go when he's, he's essentially just going, are you listening to yourself? Yeah. That is a ridiculous thing you're yeah. saying. And I think he's he comes across as very passionate and articulate without being... Because it's that thing of being a black man. If if you are, if you do start piling oh, in the thing, you're aggressive, you're domineering, yeah. and all this other stuff. And it's, it's you know. At, but at, one but of I the joys of him being as a com- being a comedian is that he can he he gets to go back the other way a little bit. Yeah. If you know, what I, I think mean. ultimately the best comedian to school any politician Joe Lycett. is Joe Lycett. <laughs> I think he proved I've that with his stint on Laura Kane. Right. Me and uh, my mum have sat, sat and watched Joe Lysett and Joe Lysett's Got Your Back and all that sort of stuff. We love his stat. I, think, I just think he's brilliant. Um, and he's so intelligent and very quick-witted. Well, yeah, the, the brilliant thing is he shut down the show when, when Liz Truss was talking, a bit before the mini-budget, and they were saying, what, what are you going to do? What's your economic policy yeah. going to be to try and help stimulate growth and get the economy yeah. moving again? And she just went, we will come up with a plan, we will tell you that later. And yeah. it, it just cut to Joe, and she went, what do you, what do you think of it? And he went, well, I thought she was very clear. Yeah. And that's that. I feel reassured. And Don't you feel reassured? Yeah. and that was it. <laughs> and it just shut down the show. Look, and Meltdown. the shitstorm that came afterwards as well. And what I love about that, though, is that is exactly what he wants. He wants it to go viral. He wants yeah. everyone to laugh at how ridiculous the situation is. It's, it's that and that is one of the best ways. It's sort of a way of doing political satire, isn't it? It's yeah. sitting there well, it's with them and being like... It's oh, one yeah, thing laughing brilliant. at them over there, but when you're in the room with them, <laughs> yeah. it's very much that thing. To of, have the balls to do it as well. Like I, I think I said to you, there was I saw someone. I think it might have been Ash the car. I know all the people I quote mm. are very left wing, <laughs> but um, I think it was her who said like the brilliance of that is, um, and it's been picked up by many broadcasters who are talking about the issue. Talk radio hosts in particular have said that it's literally you're sitting there going. Well, yeah, the emperor's clearly naked, yeah. while everyone in the room is pretending that he's fully clothed. Fully clothed, and you've just come in and you're not playing the game. You're not playing along. No, and it just makes a mockery of it because you're like, well, why would I play along? The prime minister is clearly shit. Yeah, and you know, they're all going, no, no, but you know, there's obviously there's a lot of merit, and it's like, well, there isn't though. I no. mean, literally, like insiders who are working with her in the foreign office were asked, what do you think? She'll do. How do you think she'll do as prime minister? And they went, "It'll be a fucking shambles." Yeah. And number of Tory MPs are being. Qu- I mean, the Tory MPs are probably getting more work now, <laughs> interviewing them to various newspapers and stuff because no one. I wants would love to, be a part to know what our local MP thinks. I'd love. I'd love to be able to sit and like. I know I've had a go at him on the past on this. But I'd love I'd, to have him on and talk to I him. I would about love to sit and have a chat with him. Not even necessarily on this. I'd go and sit and have a coffee with him. Do you know what I mean? I do, but I do wonder: would he now? Is he now a politician? Do you know what I mean? Would he sit there and not answer my questions, or could he be a human being yeah. and give It'd me be his honest? To see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he obviously wouldn't be able to do that on a podcast. There's just no way. Like I'd invite him on, and like we can reach out to him. Um. But one, I don't see him coming on, and two, I don't see him giving do us any th- honest answers. Um, in terms of his boss, his current boss, do you think she'll see Christmas? Yeah, I can't. I. It would be irreparably damaging for the Conservatives to get another, to kick out another leader this quickly. It would just be, they they'll give us six months at least. I mean, I'll tell you who, who I think deserves a holiday. I, mean, I think she makes it to the next general election. Well, I'll tell you who I think that like who think deserves a holiday 
is Graham Brady. That man has had the <laughs> busiest year. What, the chairman of the Conservative? The chairman yeah, of the, yeah. the, the 1922 committee. Oh, that's it, yeah. Who has just been, you know, fielding and filing letters of no confidence. Yeah. Non-stop for the last, I would say, 12 to 18 months. Yeah. I, f- I think he is the hardest working Tory I've ever known. Yeah, there's not many of them. No, that's not fair. There'll be there'll be some hard-working Tories. Um, obviously, in a part, in a part from the um, the budget, which I guess we should maybe took a little bit about like quantitative easing and what that is. Well, usually quantitative easing is pr- basically printing more money, isn't it, or injecting more money? It's into injecting your more money. So what they do is they buy government-owned bonds. So yeah. things like. Pensions is a really good example, but yeah. the government own a lot of bonds and stocks and, and well, they're bonds. It's essentially an IOU. So what they're asking you to do is to invest in the government so that they can then pay you back. Well, what a they do is they put. Top. They say, for example, we'll buy your bonds of you for a million pounds. Now the government has a million pound in cash and yeah. it makes their financial position but they might stronger. Promise to pay you back two million. It or means 1. that all 5. the. It means that all the. Um, I'm trying to think of the word of it. All the uh, interest rates and things like that. Mm which are looking at the government and looking how the government's going to work things. If the yeah. government's in a really strong financial position, there's no reason for them to the cover their own asses as much. It, and in it goes from being low risk to high risk. And it, it, and what happens is, in the meantime, the the Bank of England can invest the government, and this is, this is a risk, mm. but they can invest the government bonds and they can potentially return a profit. Yeah. So they can attempt potentially give the government more money when they take them back. Yeah, so basically the Bank of England have started buying might not. government bonds and they've said they're willing to do it to whatever level is necessary to calm the market. because, <clears throat> And it is genuinely, from the sounds of things, on the verge of if something isn't done quite soon, we, we could... Well, initially the Bank like of England said... It feels really like... I feel bad even saying the words, but our like our country could default. <laughs> yeah, I mean, initially the Bank of England said they weren't going to get involved until November they, when they had their regular meeting anyway, but then and they then called the an emergency meeting and it was just like... Um, I found out why, why guilt is called guilt, by the way. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently it's because the, um, they're obviously government-issued bonds mm. and when they were issued, as the certificates came with gilded edges way back ah, when. Fair enough. So there you go. You learned something on this Brilliant. on this podcast. We're Do you not know just what, Jake? Just for that. For that beautiful bit of knowledge. You bask in your glory. Right. I'm, I'm being rewarded with a promotion. Um, I, I'll tell you what I'm doing. No, you're fucking not. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I, um, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. That's what I've been trusting. Do you trust now. Asian meat, Jake? I mean, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, listen, the bats, I'm not touching. No, I know better. But the than pork, that. you're all for the pork. I'm all about. I'm, I'm all what about. El- what other Asian meat you're not into? Uh, I wish I could say your mum, but I feel like that just wouldn't. Well, one, she's not your Asian. Not Asian. No. <laughs> I've had zero Asian in me. Yeah, in you. Yeah, I've got no Asian in me. Not at the currently. moment. <laughs> right. One of the things I wanted to talk about was I've I've seen that Gary Neville was at the uh, Labour conference, and not just there, but he seemed to be part of the, like, there was an interview with him, he was doing Q&As, and, you know, was up there with Sakia, and he's very much back Sakia. And he said he feels, like, they asked him, why are you doing this? And he said, well, I'm a Labour member, and I feel a responsibility with the platform I have and the audience I have to explain why I support, you know, and 
mm. get his opinion out there because he thinks it's the right. Very popular celebrities used to support political parties. Yeah, all the time. Do you think more Twitter. should be doing it? Is it an, is it a fair expectation? No, I think <clears> I understand that as a celebrity, your source of income really is your mm. personality. And I completely, un- even as an actor, do you know what I mean? People will far more rather see you if you're likable. Could you lose a role for saying I think more no, people should have more money? But people, <laughs> people will hire you because they want, they think he brings a certain audience, she brings a certain audience, and yeah, what you don't want to do is so alienate that okay. audience. I get what you're saying. Uh, is that not a bit soft though? Because I just feel like they're not extreme enough views, is it? Do you know what I mean? No, but I get it. I get They're not it. being spotted in Swastika. The thing is, in this you know in this I mean? day and age, you don't have, they don't have to be extreme views. The, the I guess British not, no. political spectrum is so split that even Owen Jones, who's a hyperbolous dick, by the way, mm. was at the uh, Labour conference this week. Asking, he really goes after Sakir Starmer. Well, he it? was. Oh, he was going like the Labour Party is all right wing, mm. and I mean, I saw. I don't know if you saw it. But I shared as an interview he was doing with Jess Phillips, who's fantastic, by it, the no. way. And he goes, you're, you're right wing. And she goes, well, I, I mean, she's like, you can think that. That's entirely your opinion. And you can say that. That's the society we live in. But she's like, I'm as left wing as anyone. And, she yeah. said, and he's like, so would you back? Th-? And she went, I'm going to stop you there, she said. As, as a, an MP and a member of the Labour Party, she says, I'm not going to commit to any policy po- pledges. Mm. She says, but I've been talking about X, Y, and Z, you know, like nationalisation, for example. She's like, I've been banging on about that for years. Yeah. And she says, like, the difference is I have to look at it practically and pragmatically whether and we see can do it, whether actually, it actually what works. would work. Yeah. Is there money in the budget? Can we make money in the budget to make these things work? What's the mm. best workable outcome? So she, and, and I was like, I think it's brilliant. Cause it was like, yeah, she's not living in fantasy mm. land. She's living in the real world. But I think with Owen Jones, the impression I've got, he can come across like a bit of an asshole. But is that basically he's just not satisfied with what Labour are doing. I think he's more on the left than Labour currently is. Yeah, he's um, more of a... And that a doesn't mean Labour isn't progressive enough. It just, no, but he they're not be, matching his ambition. He should be part of a, a more left-wing party. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But then it wouldn't be high-profile enough, would it? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot to... There's a lot to talk through here, because also, I- in amongst this... By the way, a pandemic and Brexit have come along and not managed to fuck the economy half as much as half a week of Truss and Quartang together. Yeah. But in amongst this... Um, in fact, just sticking with the budget quickly. So ministers, by the way, have been told that they will uh, be asked to find some efficiency in their departments and shed shred money that yeah. way. So basically, cut costs, sack already people. services being you know right in twenty ten when services were being stripped back, mm. and what that does is it puts more pressure on the emergency services, it put more pressure on the NHS because there's more pressure on everything. All the preventative stuffs being taken away, and that's all going to be cut. Um, yeah, also I think there's a good chance that they'll want to try, and if they're still in power in time, they'll want to try and pay some of this back by selling off parts of the NHS. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put that past them. But yeah, that aside, the other thing that came from the Tory party in their week and a half in power is fracking. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly being made uh, legal again. And they're talking yeah. about one of the issues with fracking is the, the earthquakes that it causes and the sort of the... the disturbance to local communities yeah. and one of the things that Reese Mogg who I think is business secretary at the moment came out and said that well really what we need to do is we need to 
change the threshold remove the limit for what is a disturbance kind of thing of what is an acceptable earthquake which is a ridiculous thing and also when people were opposed to fracking and by the way mo- a lot of Tory MPs were against it yeah. a lot of Tory MPs were against it um, but then Rhys Mogg came out and said anyone who's against it is a Luddite Rhys Mogg the man who doesn't even have what a computer a in his office basically someone who's not with the times someone who's very traditional refuses ah, okay. to progress refuses to move okay. forward and get with the times and it's like you're the most Victorian man in the world, and mm. yet here you are calling everyone else a luddite because you want to go to a practice that has been outlawed and rightfully outlawed for yeah. some time now. Well, again, it's just like the Conservatives are actively going against the public interest in every area. Do you know what I mean? And this is another one. We're trying to be more environment environmentally conscious, and the government's like, drill, baby, drill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's make money while we can. Yeah. Um but again, I don't, I don't get what they're benefiting from it. I really don't. No, it's against money. It's just money. Yeah, but like money for what? For them, for them for personally? Yeah, for themselves. Yeah, I guess so. But even like in the whole thing of the economy, like by the way, even Biden came out and said that trickle down economics is a con. It doesn't work. Yeah, he said he was sick of hearing it, wasn't he? And also then, do you remember that when Boris was talking and he said that? In regards to Brexit, we had a ready-made deal with US. Was just waiting to go, and now they're saying a deal with now, US wouldn't now be good Biden for us. Doesn't like trust. He doesn't yeah. like this government, and they've they've had to come out and admit that we're nowhere near a US deal. Also, how long does it take to fucking negotiate a deal? Do you know what I mean? It's been going on a while. Yeah, especially if it was oven ready. Yeah. Um. But let me ask you this: Don't we deserve a break from crisis? I mean, yes. like none of us wanted the pandemic. No. Granted. But you and I, for example, well, actually I can't say that. But I, for example, I never voted for Brexit. Neither of us ever voted for Boris. Even fewer no. people voted for Truss. Like, can we not just have a break from all this? Please. Let's no, hundred percent. I'd love a break. And it's one of the reasons why I've like consistently like my sister's getting a bit more politically engaged. My mum's quite disinterested in it. And they'll quite you normally ask me like who I think they should vote for. Um and I don't really I don't tell them who they should vote for. I tell, tell them who them, they shouldn't. Well I tell them why I'm voting the way I'm voting and then I was like, then it's up to you whether those reasons are good enough for you. And my my argument's always been whether it's a local election, mayor of London, general election until the Conservatives are out, I will vote Labour because they're the only real like <laughs> voting for Green, voting for Lib Dem. Look, Lib Dem, it depends on where you live. Like here, it could potentially mean more, but in another area, probably not. But in general, you need to vote for Labour because there's the best it, chance in. I mean, like there's no here, chance of anyone else getting in Lib Dem, really. You know, maybe one day if we do change the system, but even then, it's going to be 20, 30 years away. And just the idea of, like, it, and with the Conservatives, it feels like the closer they are to losing power, the more they're ramping up this just brazen yeah. lining of their Smash pockets. Smash and grab for everything they can get before they kick like down. The fact anyone... Like I get that the cons- Conservatives will always have support, even off of what they've done, because there's rich people out there that believe in Conservative values, whether that's what the Conservatives currently stand for or not. Um, because they, like... <laughs> You see these videos online by like joe.co.uk or like Politics Bible or whatever they're called. Do you know what I mean? Like, or Joe Politics of them interviewing like Tory supporters and yeah, like, little Vox Pops. They, they have not like 
just the way they're dressed most of the time. Well, they're oblivious like, to reality. Yeah, they have no idea what's going on. Absolutely none. Because they don't need to, one. But, like, if this party serves their benefit... Oh, love. Like, they didn't even have to ask for a tax cut. Do you know what I mean? It just ha- it just came. And it benefited the big earners. It really Yeah, did. like, so... There's, they're always going to have support, but to get them out, you need to be able to convince enough people. And I think, luckily... that. Labour have got lucky in the sense that the Conservatives have done a lot of their job for well, I would say three quarters of their All job of it, for them. Yeah. Um, I think Labour, like, Sakir Starmer's trying to do a very good job of spinning this. We've rebuilt Starmer's the party. Put himself, Starmer's put himself in a good position by finally announcing what he stands for, yeah. by finally making a plan yeah. available to the public. Um, yeah, in amongst this, when we talk about left wing and right wing, um, Italy recently elected this week Georgia Maloney. Isn't she like eighteen or something? Well, she's something young, ridiculous. but what she's very she's very she loves very Mussolini, right-wing. doesn't she? She loves Mussolini. Didn't he like kill a lot of? He's people? he's very he's he is fascism. He he was a fascist dictator. Oh, what's going on? Man? And do you know what makes me laugh about it was they shared a story of her to try and be like she's she's resilient and mm. she's you know and it was that she was like. She showed she was showing resilience in the face of male adversity because she went to a club and all the boys it was all a boys' club and they were like you can't play here because you're a girl and she and came she back anyway. anyway. <laughs> Do you know what the club was? What it was it was like the equivalent of Mussolini's youth. It was <laughs> it was like proper <laughs> fascist youth club. So basically, she knocked on the door of the neo Nazis and was like, "Can I join?" Didn't, like hit the youth and was like, "Oh, do you know what? I'll show them. I'll come back and lead you." And it was like yeah. brilliant, well done. Um, it's interesting because um, it's scary times at the moment, but I. I did see someone saying that what does that a say? small group like, what does of that people, mean? particularly the LGBT community, who are probably most directly affected by the rise of right wing mm. and negatively affected by the rise of the right wing, um, they've been warning for a while that conservatives across the world and particularly across Europe have been using the guise of progressiveness because they're promoting women. Because they're putting mm. women in high powers, they're like, well, we can't be regressive. We're progressive. Yeah. We've, we've got women in charge, and in amongst that, they're hiding all their aggressive traditional, traditional views, mm. um, and policies. And I'm like, it, it is quite a common. I'm, we're seeing you more. You can more believe of it. that that might be the reason behind it, but like, how's this happening? Do you know what I mean? It's a good question. Like, like, I think I, there's a podcast. How has it. I a, think there's an episode a tw- in it. She's like 20 years old or whatever she is got elected, supports of previous fascist dictator publicly, has been elected as the heads of one of the biggest and probably one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Like how bad must it be in Italy that these people have... Like, it's pretty bad. I think it's we're scary. definitely going to have to have a look it. into it because I, cause they're not... It's, it's happening ac- across Europe, isn't it? Like As you say, like it's it's there's a rise of the... Far right in France, it's. I mean, we did across Europe. This is an excellent opportunity to. Is it because we're driving the governments? I say we, but like we've through capitalism have driven people to such disparity and despair that they've just gone. Well, fuck it. We'll believe in anything if it leads to something else. Like, yeah, I I think that's probably plays a part in it. Definitely, because like things are bad in this country, but if. Our equivalent of the Nazis stepped up and was like, I'll lead you to a better future. I'm not going to goose step with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I'm think, not. I think. I don't. I, and I certainly wouldn't vote for them either. Like, I, I don't get how you get there. To that thing of what we're talking, what we've spoken about before, where this belief that if I have 
if someone else has more, I have less. And mm. we're starting to, the progressive side of society is starting to award more rights to more people. But and therefore... I think the reason I don't get it is because for me, it feels as simple as a logical exercise, doesn't it? Like, Yeah. So I can't understand how someone can become so dogmatic in that. But it's an excellent opportunity. Because it's such a stupid idea as well. To go back and watch a couple of series ago, we did uh, an episode on the rise of the right and why yeah. we think the right came up. And you can do that by just going back, looking up wherever you're listening to this, listen yeah. to it. If you like it, even if you don't, like it and subscribe it, give us a rating, yeah. leave a review. Um, but yeah, the only other thing that I've got, by the way, because I love a good segue and there was absolutely no segue in that, which makes it even better. Um, the only other note I've got is that at point of recording this morning, Liz Trust, I think, decided she wanted an easy ride. She knew she needed to make an appearance. Mm. So she went on a series of local radio stations across oh, the BBC. She? Yeah, she did like Lancashire, Kent. <laughs> they absolutely rattled her. She did not really? get an easy ride. And there's a clip. I've I shared it this morning and it's actually gone kind of viral. Because I can I I'll have to brag. watch it after. Um, and it's basically, she, she's asked... Um, I can't remember what she's actually asked in the clip, but she's she's asked a question of like, you know, whatever. Why is it so shit or whatever? Do you think this was the one? She kind of got she kind of, she kind of just goes, um, uh, she said, well, I mean, you know, of of course, I think it was the the right thing, and I do, I actually don't agree um, with your question, and um, y well, uh, uh, and she just floundered. She's got nothing. No, she's not good at speaking at all. And what I love is that. Genuinely, you can always not rely bad. on. I'm just checking your socials as we speak. I mean, I've not checked it for a bit, but it was doing some numbers when I checked. You're currently on 140 likes. Pretty good for me. 24 retweets, and you've got 10 comments. Not Pretty bad. Pretty good at for all. me. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of the comments or anything. But the thing is, I the reason I said please tell me they rattle them is because immediately when you told me she was like, oh, well, I'll go on local. In my head, I put myself in the shoes of a thinking right local. Fucking come at me, oh, yeah, you yeah. yeah, you think and I'm you know going to be a soft touch? One thing come you can on always you rely on. I don't know if a lot of people <laughs> listen to local radio, but you can always rely on local radio. I mean, they're going to have better numbers going, going forward for a bit, aren't they? Oh, mate, <laughs> it was brutal from what I understand. Her morning's oh, not been a success. The thing is. If you're not, she clearly wasn't prepared for the role of prime minister, was she? Like she hasn't no. got, she hasn't got the charisma. Like when she's like during her first PMQs with Sakir, there was a couple of decent clapbacks, but because it was her, it didn't land. If it was Boris, everyone would have been like, Rrr! do you know what I mean? Like they'd have gone fucking mental. Yeah. So yeah, I can absolutely believe they rattled the shit out of her. I'll have to give that a watch afterwards. Yeah, I was just, literally, there was about 10 minutes when I got home this morning mm. before I had to come here. And I was just going through getting some of these. Gains, bro. I was just coming through some Egg of day. these. Getting, yeah, it's a bit of everything. Day. It's a bit of everything day. Oh shit, bit of cardio. Um, getting your sweat on, I see you. Uh, it's all on my OnlyFans. Yeah. If you want to see it. I'm not paying for that. You don't have to. I feel like I should I'll get for, you, yeah, Thank I'll, you. I feel I'll like I'm already on the I'll list. I'll send you the videos. I've got what I saying. Oh, there's about 10 minutes where I was just going through trying to find out how it went. So I was like, oh, she was doing local radio this morning. Yeah. Let's see the reaction. And the reaction was just all like, wow. Mm. She did. It. She thought she was going to get an easy ride. She yeah. definitely didn't. No. God bless local radio. Yeah, good. No, absolutely legends. Yeah, I think they well deserve for that to the local radio station. We applaud you. Local radio. Heroes. From one small broadcasting organisation to another, we salute one you. One small but powerful broadcasting Oh, there's power Operation. in this room. <laughs> there's a lot of power. It's palpable. Yeah, it you is. You can taste it. Yeah. Like, I actually got a really nice message uh, from one of our listeners and friends, Mr. Allen. 
man love, as I call him. I don't even know where that came from. Is something we want to know if you're actually in Beijing opening port markets or if you're here in the country. No, he just. Um, I think I sent him a happy birthday message, and when he responded, he said, "Like oh, I've been listening to the pod recently. You guys have something really special. Keep it up." And I was like, oh, "That's it's nice." The sexual you. tension. It is the sexual tension, and that's why I keep saying to you, no matter how much you ask to bum each other, I'm like, it'll kill can't. it. It'll kill it. We'll lose that spark. It's the like everyone lost interest in bones when the two got together. Do you know what I mean? Like once. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched one episode. It's just what I've read online. More of an expert than I am. Yeah. But like, spoiler alert, there's like sexual tension for like eight seasons. They get together and then it tanks and gets cancelled. Are we going to have eight seasons of sexual tension? (laughs) Mate, we're going for the, we're going for triple figures. We're going for the big, big hundred seasons before we even. We'll be 60 years old, (laughs) sat here still having scheduling issues. (laughs) The beautiful thing is at that point. prostate exams. Well, I was going to say at that point, I think my testicles will be long enough and stretched out enough that they can reach across the table. And you could do it while we're doing the pod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, there's a bit too much distance. My testicles are a bit too close to my body. (laughs) They're too small. They haven't descended. They just have not stretched. They're not wrinkly enough. They're not baggy. But they will be. They will be. (laughs) And you know what I think, speaking of testicles, is about the level we should when we're talking about Liz Truss and her premiership. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't deserve any seriousness, does it? You can't take her seriously at all. Not based off of her actions, her words, anything in her demeanour. There's nothing that you go, oh yeah, this is a serious One week, one mini budget and the country's gone to shit. Like, you compare her to someone like an Angela Rayner, who's very serious, like you can tell she's competent, she knows what she's talking about, she's... You can tell she works hard and is a grafter. She's come from nothing. Although, I will say this, in Liz Truss's defence, because I don't think, I don't want it to just be a full Tory bashing session. fuck them, I think, I want to (laughs) give, she was, I think, I don't think it went far enough, and I don't think it covered enough people, but she was right to put a cap on energy prices. Yes. But... Like, yeah, I don't think to be honest, that enough. was I the absolute bare minimum she could have done. And then the next thing she did was... Tank the economy. Yeah. So, and sadly, that credit is like... It's a, it's lived for about 0.5 of a second. You know what? The <laughs> where I've obviously been looking into, like... Goes out quicker than uh, your uh, cramped up. Where I've been looking into economics and, like, uh, top-end economics. I mean, you know, leading the world economics. Which we're well-versed in. We know what we're talking about. Well, I was about. reading a bunch of, like, um, <laughs> Jake textbooks. Jake reads the Financial Times. I'd like, you know, a few textbooks or extracts from textbooks and stuff, just trying to kind of get a basic understanding of it all. And the more I read do. it... Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, I wanted to be like that scene in um in The Avengers. Sorry, I'm just flicking through my financial pages. When, uh, when he comes in, he's like, when Tony Stark walks into the uh, helicarrier and yeah. he starts interacting with Bruce Banner, he's like, and someone's like, when did it's you become an expert on uh, thermonuclear dynamics? Oh, last night. Last night. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to, you know, that's how I had it in my head when I started reading these things. Would that not things. be amazing, though, to be able to just pick oh, up great. a book and just read, like, yeah, cool. But the more All I, the, and I didn't read a lot, as, as most people know, I struggled to stay focused, so I don't research You read heavily. a few pages I don't and then you read the next book. Yeah, I, d- I don't. <laughs> but though, I sort of read a few little extracts and stuff and a few different articles and things. And the more I realise is, the more that these people are making it up as they go along, mm. There is literally no logic to eco- economics at the top. Like, it's sort of all counterintuitive. And it just, it well, works because it, it works, which makes sounds like a dumb thing, but logically it well, shouldn't. No, and the weird thing is, a lot of our economics is based off of trust. Yeah. And, if and you look like, at, all the people running these things aren't at, trustworthy. You look at the top end of, of economics, like I said, the kind of governmental shit, mm. the kind of 
proper Bank of England, only Andrew Bailey signed off on these kind of decisions compared to like slightly more day-to-day economics of running a small business, for example, or something. Well, what feels no, right today, sort of. But when something's <laughs> going wrong and the things they do and the measures they put in place to fix it, mm. if you were to try and do that at a lower level, mm. it would be horrendous. It yeah. would crash your business and it would just, it would be a disaster. But because they've got an overview. But and somehow it works it doesn't even necessarily work. I mean, we're seeing that it kind well, of... Well, no, worked, it doesn't. It, we're in huge debt. The country's on the brink of a but it, default. It, it, was, like, <laughs> it was scary reading into it. Yeah. The actual extent of... Like, if you think about it, our economy should be robust enough that a Prime Minister can't tank it within six days. With one announcement, with one... Like, it, like, it should... Like, we shouldn't be in that sort of position, and that's... I'm not going to put that solely on the Conservatives because the debt was racked up before they got in power as well, but they've cer- it certainly increased by the highest percentage in a long time under the Tories. Um, and that doesn't make sense. What have we been cutting for? Like, what? Yeah. Wh- where's that money Why been going? Why were we doing all those like, cuts? Yeah. Why were we... Why hasn't the debt reduced? If we've been cutting back all this stuff to save our economy, as we said, you're why isn't our economy safe? You're looking at it, you're going, okay, so there's lots of money disappearing, but hang on. There are now five hundred percent. There are now five times more mm. billionaires in the country than there were yeah. before the Tories got into power in twenty ten. So the money's somewhere. We're in a weird profits p- are making. Uh, sorry, some of these companies yeah. we've seen are making record profits. Yeah. So the money's somewhere. The money exists. We're in a weird position where we've been made to rely on these huge businesses that don't pay their way in our country. Like, yeah, we all rely on Amazon. We all rely on these huge companies. But none of us would actually have an issue if they suddenly pulled out of the country of getting back to how things... Do you know what I mean? Like, we could deal with not having Amazon. We I'd could, like, like think so. And, but, it's, but that's worst-case scenario if we actually ask them to start paying their... F- like, even just a bit more tax would be nice. Do you know what I mean? We're not, yeah. like, we're not asking for 50%. Do you know what I mean? Like, f- yeah. Five or ten would be nice. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if they... They, that would not cause Amazon yeah, some to put of these, out of this country. In some it wouldn't f- cause other things to put out of this country. In some financial, I'm not going to say years because I haven't done the looked at the years, but in some financial quarters, these companies are paying the equivalent of less than 1% tax. Yeah. And it's like, now I know 1% for them is a lot of money, whereas one, you know... It's also not, me, though. But if we look at the percentage <laughs> of what they are earning, I'm paying like a fifth of what I earn. Yeah. Minimum, because then I'm also paying national insurance and whatever else. And I'm also paying the tax on everything that I buy and all that kind of stuff. Mm. They're paying less than 1%. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. You know, where's the fairness in that? Mm. Like, for me... Again, the money's there. So, like, in particular with Amazon, the argument of, like, not wanting them to cost them too much money that they pull out of the country and we lose money overall by them not being here. Amazon, famously, in particular Jeff Bezos, I know he's not necessarily at the helm anymore, but he's still heavily invested they made their fortune by being willing and able to lose more money than their competitors. Their entire business model was built around the prospect of we will outspend everyone on everything. Well, so to say that a company like Amazon isn't willing and be willing to pay an extra billion also a year a number in tax of because then they're going to make the money. Not all big corporations, but a number of CEOs at big corporations yeah. and, and chief um, CFOs as well have come out and they've said, because obviously, particularly this this government, this chance and whatever, have said that actually when you put big taxes on the big corporations, it, 
it scares people out of coming and invested. And actually, a number of them have all come out and gone, That's not it true. would not put us off. No. We would not be any less willing to invest no. in the UK market. Well, if you think about it, as you were saying earlier, there'd be more money in the country. People would have more money, which means they have more money to spend. Which means they'd be spending on it. your it services. Goes, it all goes back it's, into it's the a economy. Nice it cycle, goes back isn't it? In. Exactly. But it for some reason, we've, we've bought into this mindset of, oh, we'll just wait for the benevolent overlords with lots of money to just suddenly decide to be nice and share it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's, it's all, to a degree, it's a bit like they're trying to make governing public. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, we'll sell what we would normally manage and like, We'll also, give the money elsewhere. We don't even want right it. Right now, I know we've talked about the economy bad. We don't even know how bad it's going to get because right, like, no. when you look at inflation and, and on in interest rates even, not inflation, and you're looking at, so they're, they're talking about putting them up to 6%. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, the Bank of England had a target of 2%. In, I think it was July or August, mm. they were predicting that it would rise to 1.5%. By the end of August, they were predicting that it would rise to 2.5%. <laughs> By the beginning of September, they were thinking it was going to be about 4%. Now it's about 6%. This is all predictions, mm. and realistically, it could. I don't. It could rise to as high as twenty percent. I don't think it will. I wouldn't be surprised if it rises. That's worst case scenario. I wouldn't it? be surprised if it does realistically rise to about eleven, twelve percent mm. by by middle of next year. I really yeah. wouldn't. And unfortunately, that means, for example, the best example: people paying mortgages, people on current fixed rate mortgages and stuff are looking at paying an extra, roughly, three three and a bit thousand pounds a month per mortgage. Where are the average working family going to find an extra £3,000 a month? Fucking right hell. now, with the current rate it is, or the current rate that they're predicting, yeah. um, for, an average, for the average house price in this country, for the average um, mortgage, a mortgage rate, all that kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. obviously these are just generalizing. that are fixed to the, yeah. uh, to the rate of interest. The, um, the average mortgage, monthly mortgage payment has just gone up an extra eighteen hundred will go up an extra eighteen hundred pounds. Where are people going to find Is an that extra eighteen hundred pounds? No, that's per month. <laughs> that's mental, isn't it? Where are people going to find that? that's what they're predicting it could? Do you know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, you and then, then people have got less money to spend and less money to put into the economy, what we had in and the economy shrinking. Okay, that then leads us back to where there's we been a number of housing market crashes as well yeah. and do you know when they've all happened but they wouldn't just be a housing market it'd be like borderline economic obviously the, the 2008 housing <laughs> market because what we're crash. talking about are systems that most society or like big nations around Europe and in you know America and other nations revolve around these systems and when these systems fail it's like a domino isn't it it only takes one and yeah I mean look like the 2008 market crash was an American product the mm. three housing market crashes that have happened in recent memory, or memory for one of a sense, dating back to kind of like, I think 1987 mm. was, was the one, and then sometime in the early 90s, like 1991. Okay. And then obviously now, in the predictive what's going to happen, all under Tory governments. I'm not trying to say, how can we still say that Tories are the ones that are good with the money? Yeah. It's mental. Well, yeah, because I remember hearing when the Conservatives got voted in for quite a few years, and I've even heard it recently, but not as much, was the famous note left in the uh, Exchequer's briefcase, which was, sorry, we ran out of money. Um, I mean, for starters, why would you do that as a leaving government? I think it's you know just I mean? a joke. I don't think it's real. No, but why would you? Oh, what, so you don't think that don't actually think happened? happened? No. All right, fair enough. I never knew whether that was actually a true story or not. 
but it's all like it's all it's all pretty bad. We like to bring you down. Yeah, none of it's particularly good. The only real option is to vote for Labour. Like, look, that's, the, that's not being impartial. If all right, no, let me put it this way: if you want more of the same, if not worse, vote Conservative because that's like they're not offering. If any you want a chance at improvement, vote Labour. Mm. Um, and yeah, and that is biased. That like all of the I things that a, go against Hick, but yeah. I don't have a solution for it, but I think the thing that sickens me about this and obviously the, well, it's changed, the market crash in 2008 as well is that the people at the very top actually make money off of it. Mm. They make money off of us suffering. Yeah. And I don't have a solution well, to because they stop that, but it's sick. Yeah, well, they short the yeah. markets. So they hedge their bets like, yeah. And that's higher risk for them. But when it, but the thing is, when they're doing that, I, of course they're going to make moves to make these things happen and there will be people out there actively hoping that it gets worse for us and if you ever um, want a crash course in economics by the way very specifically housing market economics but it's a good overview anyway the big short it's a very good film I've, all, I've really good at en- explaining things oh absolutely I love the way they explain th- things mm. very clever I've never seen it like quite say, done Adam, like Adam, that before. Adam McKay just kind of came out of nowhere with that yeah. because literally the last film Margot Robbie in a Hot tub the with a glass of champagne explaining something to me. Yeah, like, oh, yes, please. The last film that he did that I saw him do was Step Brothers. Really? And it was like, how has the guy who's done Step Brothers come out with this? I'm like, that is insane. Yeah. No, it's a brilliant film. Highly recommend it. Uh, we probably should have, in hindsight, got one of our financial friends on. Oh, Although, yeah. to be honest, like, look, I don't want to assume just because they're accountants, they automatically know I would everything like to, that's going on. I would on like with to economics. throw this offer out to both of them. Yeah. To the two that we know, anyway, really. Mm. Um, what like I said, this is a mini budget. Yeah. A mini budget. When the budget is released, would they like to come? I on would like to invite them on. Yeah, I mean that's if they're even interested. View, in look, they don't have to come on as an expert just yeah. to put their view on it. Mm. I mean, they might have a bit of financial. They'll have more. They'll be I mean? more they'll savvy than we are. I reckon they'll come out with some terminology. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll I come up it. with something akin to quantitative easing that neither of us will know the meaning to. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd you can it. say quantitative easing and you sound like, oh, right, this guy. This guy knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy knows. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just want Tony to turn up or Dave with their calculator as well. There should just be a calculator <laughs> on the top, just in case. You never know when you need abacus. numbers. A calculator. You it's got to be a calculator. Who's rocking around with an abacus nowadays? Stylish. Is it? Little abacus. I don't. Little, little bow tie. I don't see Oh, could you imagine if it became a new trend, an abacus with like a strap? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then, like, it's not to actually use an abacus, it's just a fashion, just a fashion accessory. accessory. Mate, you heard it here first. Like, when, rapper, like when rappers start to turn up with, with wall clocks chained around their necks. Yeah. But abacuses. Yeah. The nerd version. It would be like having like your little man purse, but it's an abacus. I'll be up for that. Like, one second, I just need to count this. One, two, three. <laughs> Yeah, sitting around at the dinner table and they're like oh how are we going to split this you're like don't worry guys <laughs> I brought my abacus <laughs> <laughs> I've always got my trusty abacus I've always got my abacus yeah you yeah. owe 14 beads <laughs> does Abby take 14 beads then does she so I've heard yeah her and the bloke sorry the Abby the bloke who plays if, chess if Abby's listening we're sorry her, the, her and the bloke who plays well, chess well look I'm not king shaming if you take 14 beads you take 14 beads I wish I could think of his name he <laughs> uh, the chess bloke Oh, the guy who cheated. I mean, if you can interpret signs from anal beads, that, that you should be rewarded, yeah. not punished. I mean, cheating is cheating, isn't it? 
I know, but, but if someone just started vibrating, if someone just he was distracted from the pleasure. If someone's just started vibrating things up your arsehole, how are you meant to interpret that on a fucking chessboard and, and translate it into moves? <laughs> oh, that was rook to <laughs> yeah. R9 you know or I mean? whatever it you is. Should be, you should be rewarded, yeah. not punished. Mm. You should be put up, not put down. Yeah, you feel like they should be like, this guy's taking they the game be like, to Jesus, that's impressive. But it is still cheating though, isn't it? I mean, technically, sure. Is it's it not technical. You know, there's nothing technical. It's 100. Like, it's whether it's up his arse or someone in his ear. <laughs> I mean, if you could fit it's it in a your ear, choice of words. Oh, I mean, I'm, we've all met someone who can fit one in an ear. I've met people with ears that you could fit it in. Wow, big ears. Yeah. Do you want to leave it there? Yeah. On someone's big ears. Yeah. So, guys, somewhere on the screen, it's normally here. Oh wait! Before, is there anything? Is there anything in your notes that we didn't cover that you'd like to at least touch upon? I only had one more question, which was, but to be honest, with what we've said, I would say we've no. All right. <laughs> Reoccurring chunk. Nice one. Call back to the last Thanks. episode. Uh, what, and I feel like we've covered it anyway, but what did it say to you slash make you feel when they released the mini budget? Like, um, I just sort of laughed because I thought, you know, even though I th- even though I know it could get worse, mm. there's a little bit of you that every time you think, like really? you think this is the bottom. Yeah. We cannot go down from here. And then they show you and you're like, huh. How wrong I was. Yeah. How did it make you feel? To be honest, in like the immediate aftermath when I read it, I was like, does that mean what I think it means? Like, yeah, it can't, that just fucks all of us over. That can't, it can't <laughs> surely yeah. mean that. that. I was like, like, I know the conservatives do some weird shit, but I was like, that, I know they have done exactly what I think they've done. Yeah. For, and I was like, all right. Yeah. Well, they're, they're just, I guess, like in in the end, I was like, they're just being a bit more honest about it, I guess. They're not hiding it anymore. Yeah. It's like I think it's literally, I think they know their time's up and Maybe. this is a smash might, and grab for everything they can get yeah. before they leave. Yeah. To make a quick bit of money before it all gets changed again. I mean, you know, all this stuff, all their policies are going to be about that kind of stuff because they can't pass any bills through Parliament because they just haven't got the backing. They've lost even their own MPs. Yeah, that's the problem. Based on the fracking and based on the budget, they've even lost their own MPs, so they can't really be pushing things through Parliament. No. So they've got to do all they can outside of that. It's just, I think what it leaves me feeling, though, is just genuinely sad for people out there that I'm in a fortunate, fortunate position that I A can, lot of people are on the line, though. I've got a buffer zone. It. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there that, that are going to suffer. It's not a nice way to talk about your partner. What? <laughs> to call her a buffer zone. I wasn't talking about my partner. And there's nicer words for her. There's lots of nicer words Yeah, I know. For I her. see you iron up the board, but I didn't say her name. I deliberately didn't I was, say well, her I was name. looking to see if <laughs> it was ready. <laughs> I did deliberately didn't say her name. <laughs> so you can keep that one to yourself. <laughs> you wanted to, though. Of course I did. But I didn't. Because I knew you, I could see you wind it up. I could see your eyes just move down <laughs> to the board and just sort of start seeing where it was. Yeah. Got a little bit cheeky. You got a little bit ahead of the game. Yeah. What have we got in there that works? Uh. Calm yourself. Boom! Lawyered. Yeah. I mean, you did, did either of us lawyer each other? I feel like I lawyered you. 